why I'm saying there's so many closures, though. Because that's a new energy. It's because this week, we're going to see the moon pass over the north node for the last time in Cancer. And that's a big deal because on May 5th, we're going to have the north and south nodes move out of Cancer Capricorn, where they've been since November of 2018. This has been a rough 18 months. I'm just going to be honest with you, because the south node and Capricorns had Saturn and Pluto and Jupiter and Mars and... Gosh, all the other energies, and especially Saturn-Pluto conjunction with Mercury and the Sun that was on January 12th like, of 2020, this is a whole cycle of lunation, um, north node and south node, right? That whole lunar node system that's moving finally into Gemini and Sag on May 5th. So this moon coming on top of the north node this week is the last time. The other new thing that we're going to talk about today is the moon in Gemini this week is going to be with Venus before it goes retrograde on May 13th. So the next time the moon comes on Venus, it'll be retrograde. So this is one of those weeks to where you've got to not only find new ways to connect to the goodness of life, because I'll be honest, I love Taurus energy because it's the best feelings. It's the best vibes. That's where the moon is exalted there. So this is a powerfully good new moon. Because you got to remember that new moons are just not about just if they're angled correctly, but if they're in the signs that they like to be in. The moon loves Taurus. That's ex exalted position. That's the vacation house for the moon. Why? Well, what feels better than feeling good? What feels better than having a massage? What feels better than a good kiss? What feels better than having some... You know, money in your bank account after all the hard work you put in, going to buy something that makes you feel good. And even though I know everybody's going to say, well, oh my God, money, I've got money triggers. I'm just letting you know that this is why. I don't care if we're 4,000 years ago and you were with the pharaohs and you happened to put a bunch of work in and they gave you a bunch of like, I don't know, gold necklaces. And you'd be like, yeah, I feel good now. That's, that's never going to leave. So many people lately have been telling me, Oh, man, why are you talking about Taurus and money? Money's going to disappear forever. I'm like, you think that trade of goods is going to ever go away in the universe? That'd be like saying, let's just kick Taurus off the whole entire zodiac. That'd be like saying, you know what? We're never going to have sex again. Let's kick Scorpio off the whole zodiac. Or we're never going to have love and happiness again and a little bit of drama. Let's kick Leos off the zodiac. Or we're never going to, you know, ever be able to be in a place to where humanity can come together. Let's just kick Aquarius off the zodiac. Sorry, everyone. Sure, it evolves. Sure, it changes. But you have to look at the core functioning of these signs. And so a new moon in Taurus, you know what? It's about feeling good. Yes, it's about that French cologne. Yes, it's about all those little things in life that make you feel good. Because actually that whole idea of beauty, so with women and getting their makeup done, or with men and how you know we take a shower and we do our hair and we put on our cologne and we like want to feel good, this is Taurus. But start to extend that in your spiritual life or just your reality right now. And it's like, are you going to waste this one? Because this is going to be the last time that you're going to see the moon with Venus before it drops down into the underworld, okay? Like, because you're going to see as Venus right now, right after sunset, you'll see Venus. But you're going to see it with a crescent moon this week. And so I told you all last month to do this, to go outside and to go look at it. But this one's going to be, in my books, the most beautiful. Because it's going to be that crescent moon, it's going to be with Venus, and it's going to be saying goodbye. As Venus will be getting ready in May and June for its 40-day and 40-night darkness. 
where it will pop out as the morning star on the other side. So even though we're not at that yet, but this is that final goodbye that the moon's going to have with Venus as the evening star. Especially as we are coming into major retrogrades like Pluto. Pluto retrogrades on Saturday at 24 and 59 minutes degrees of Capricorn. So from the beginning of October of 2019, Pluto has been direct in Capricorn. And let's just be honest, since October to now has been just nothing but change and change and oh my God, just extremes. Well, this is time to make those big choices in your life, Capricorn, Pluto, about what change you want to bring in. What change do you really want to bring in? Because that's what Venus or Pluto retrograde is about. Is it, Are we going to bring it in? Sure, we've changed a lot, but are we ready to change fully? Are we ready to, to really retrieve and bring in the greatness of where we could be in our life and it's based off choice. Remember that Jupiter conjuncted Pluto just weeks ago. So this Pluto also had Saturn on it. And when Saturn and Pluto met on January 12th of 2020, it had the sun and it had Mercury and it had Ceres right on top. And you need to realize that that was a big deal because now with Pluto retrograde, it's gonna bring up all those transits and bring all the things that have been, remember all the planets have been direct except for that weird three weeks which is ironically when this whole entire you know CV thing came out where all the data was all in Piscean retrograde. You really think all that stuff was like fully accurate? All the planets have been direct though besides that weird three weeks. So now the planets are going to start stopping and slowing down and retrograding. And when this happens, it's a moment for you to go, uh-oh, things are going to start to slow down. Remember that. Things are going to start to slow down. So you better start picking the relationships. You better start picking the things of the good life because this is about a Venus week. We got Mars and Aquarius, and it's trining the moon with Venus while they're coming together for the last time. Remember the benefic energy of the moon and Venus is beautiful and in Gemini it's got like a little bit of edgy and craziness and with the sun in Uranus it's got edginess and wild and liberation and youth but with Saturn and Aquarius are you going to block that? Are you just going to be like some old person right now and just be like I do not want to have anything good in my life I don't want to feel any better I don't want to have that no. man I will be no. as an astrologer upset if I find everybody at the end of this week decides to just literally cock block themselves. Because right? literally this is it. You want to start making the moves in your life to make change, to make a better life? All the planets now with Pluto coming retrograde with this beautiful moon Venus, with this new moon in Taurus, with Uranus. This is the liberation. This is the where you hear the crazy stories this week where it's like, I'm doing this. I'm doing that to make my life better because we're not going to get a lot of that this year. I know that's hard to hear. You got to start thinking in advance because what is your honest? It's about thinking about your future. You need to start thinking about your future. And if that future has a doorway, it has an opportunity, it has something that makes you feel better, you better take it. I'd like to. You better start moving towards that energy because once Pluto goes retrograde on Saturday, it's it's like setting in stone. Okay, this is going to be the next six months. And then you got to remember, we're going to come into next week and we're going to start to see the North Node moving out of Cancer 
and into Gemini. And this is a weird zone because this is where the solar eclipse is going to be on January or July 20 or sorry, June 21st. So this, this is a very important spot, this north node that it's highlighting. That comfort is, of course, where to put our lives. But are we putting ourselves in controlled comfort? Or are we putting ourselves in true comfort by making choices that are difficult, but going to advance us to the future that we want to have? Because if we're all going to be little babies, and just be like, well, I don't want to change anything, because you're going to miss out on the good life. There's always a good life in the most craziest worlds. You're going to miss out. I can show you all through history, whether it was through the Black Plague of the 1300s, whether it was through the 1500s and the plagues then, whether it was crazy wars, whether, whatever it is. You really, you, want, you really want to try and tell me that nobody was still like enjoying their life and having a good life? Like, this is where the hypnotic energy is because Neptune comes to 20 degrees Wednesday at about 11.30 p.m. Pacific. Now, this is a big deal, and I'm going to have to show you guys more in the chart, but this is where Neptune has not been to the third deacon yet of Pisces in its home sign. You got to remember, since the beginning of the last decade, 2011, was when Neptune came into Pisces. So it's only been through halfway, of course, and now it's finally at 20 degrees, meaning we're at the last 10 degrees. That means there's three tiers of every sign. If you break it up by the 30 degrees, there's 10 degrees for each three, right? This is the last platform. It's like a Mayan pyramid that's three, three levels. And whenever you get to that last level, it becomes much more intense, it becomes much more emotionally dramatic, and it becomes much more, if you look at history, separatism. Neptune and Pisces, for some reason, creates civil war, it creates divisiveness, it creates people on one side that feels like it's objectified in its spiritual truth, and another side that feels that it's objectified in its spiritual truth. But are we going to go into this looking at it instead of separatism, but looking at it as, are you just going to start to connect with the dream, the truth, and more importantly, the beautiful life that you can have? Because this is going to be quite beautiful, in my opinion. Uh, are you ready to step up to the plate in your life, spiritually, to a higher echelon to live a higher vibe? And are you going to learn to, instead of getting sensitive about the harder choices that you have to make in order to get to a much more comfortable life, a better life, and the excitement and simulation and the feelings and the goodness in the physical world, not only in the spiritual world either, or are you just going to be in a higher realm of Neptune where more people drink alcohol, breakfast, lunch, and dinner during these degrees Fuck in the 1550s? That. Literally. No alcohol. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Did you know that prohibition actually was going to be tried during these times in the 18, late 1850s? But the Civil War happened and that whole effort got stumped uh, because the, the soldiers needed something to get through the war with which was the most bloody war that America ever went through, was its own war against each other. So you need to start to realize that, like, are you going to just escape your own greatness? 
Or are you going to transcend into a better new world? I don't know and that's up that to is. you. And that's up to you in like your own like weird way of how you view the world and your emotional crabby attachment to oversensitive and a fear of a new future. The fear of actually giving yourself what you want. I don't because have that fear no more. I'm going to be honest. Everything in life really is about if you feel the best, if you're happy, if you're in the best space, life seems to work out. But when you're not in that space and you're not feeling good and you're denying yourself to feel good, I'll be honest, it usually goes to shit and you can't get any more good things trying to pay it on a Visa debit shit card. You see? Yeah, here's my shit card. I've got fucking 500,000 shits in it. Can I please buy that beautiful life? I feel like shit, and I'm too, I don't want to. I'm blocking a shit. It's like, that's all you want me to do is try to buy the life. In my life, even though when it does show up, I don't want to take it because I don't know. I just kind of want to sit here, and I don't want to try anything new, and I just want to stay safe in wherever I'm at. I'm sorry we don't take that card, sir. Good luck. And if you look at the world today, especially if we're talking like he's about talking to me, but I think he's really talking to you. Banking and just look at what's going on in the world with all that. This is Taurus. It's going to bring up a lot about financial stuff in your own financial situation. When you get to the core of financials and money and ownership and all those things, it comes to your self-worth. If you feel like a million bucks, you are a million bucks. And I know that's some old stuff, but Taurus always holds that energy. And so, sure, some people get greedy with Taurus. Some people use money in the wrong way. Some people, you know, are over cocky. Because remember that Taurus can become really cocky. But there's a pure version of that, which is confidence of self. Not Aries, which is like, I'm confident to be this, but I don't know if I really am worthy of it. Because that's the test, is you can identify with what you want, but are you ready to own it? Are you ready to actually take it on? Because as a farmer would in the old days, you'd identify squash or corn or lettuce, and then you would have to plant it, and you'd have to own that thing and be like, well, I'm planting the corn. I'm going to fucking water that shit. And you just can't halfway through the harvest switch and go, you know what, I want lettuce now. It's like, nope, sorry, the season's already gone. You're already halfway through this. you got to go. So this is where are you ready to own the good life or are you gonna continue to regurgitate shit there's plenty of duct tape out there if you're gonna try and keep fixing things with duct tape good luck we call that nigger rigging down south hello hello my friends So I I brought up the duct tape thing because, as you all know, I feel that this is still going to be a duct tape reality for a while. And what I mean by duct tape reality is, well, there's like a problem with duct tape reality. Like, but it's kind of the world we're in. You got to look back into history. Uranus and Taurus was, again, at the beginning of the 1930s and lasted until we got to the beginning of the 1940s. So you got to remember that at that time, it felt like, and go watch Schindler's List. That's what I keep telling people to watch. Go watch Schindler's List. 
Even though it's a horrible movie about horrible things, there was a beautiful message in that movie. That, that Schindler, even though he was about making money and it was a horrible time, it came down to the quality of life that he found was that he used his money to keep all of those people safe from being executed. And he lost all his money, and even though he had a good time with his money, it didn't bring him the happiness that he truly found by saving all those people. And that's a true story. And at the end of that movie, they show all the people that he saved going and giving their roses to his grave. Like, you know, that there's no higher value in this world than understanding that at moments like these, there's going to be people. And you have to, this is, this is going to be some really hard things to take in right now for people. Because you got to just take a look at the world. You really think that the economy is going to turn back on? Like, beep! And that's why for years, and that's why I'm doing this 2020 video on Friday, for years I was screaming. Was, you know, you, you all think I yell and scream, but I wasn't even close. But I, in, in your guys' turn, I scream. I've been saying, get your Capricorn in order. You better have your shit together. You better be taking risks. Because it's sink or swim. And in Schindler's List, it becomes really weird because in Uranus and Taurus, it, it feels like it's like some people got the lotto and not everybody else did. It's like, what the heck? And there becomes a lot of really harsh realities, especially with all this Capricorn. And you got to remember, you don't want to waste the Saturn in Aquarius that's getting close to its retrograde at the beginning of May, right after the North Node comes in. Because that retrograde means it's like, oh, I'm going back into Capricorn, my, my major home sign. And the South Node will be gone out of Capricorn, which means Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto will be felt at its most extreme. Hierarchies. And I know that word triggers so many people. I don't know why. Everybody's like, you know, new age. So it's going to be the age of revolution. I'm just age of Aquarius. I'm like, yeah, but we're not done with the Capricorn shit yet till December 21st of 2020 when Jupiter and Saturn meet. We, you're going to have to realize that, like, there is a lot of stuff going on right now that we don't know. Pluto is still with Jupiter in Capricorn. So there's not a lot of doors, and you got to take the doors to the goodness in your life right now. And they're hard choices. This is a part in life where you got to make a hard choice, but it's going to get you to a great door. Or if you're just going to stay in the same position right now and not do shit. Well, I used an analogy tonight to one of my friends. I was like, you know what's going on in the upper echelons of life? Is they're cutting off the stairway. So I'm going to finish the rest of it. I'll probably just keep letting you listen or whatever if you do listen I don't know I know I, I relate to like I feel it I understand it even though maybe I'm trying to believe it uh, that's where my faith in God and then the universe I, I think comes together but it kind of comes down to you Thank you.